have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Sick Talk Show! Your contacts require immediate communication. Your first contact, Codename Greek Dog. Facts don't change people's minds, but I've been thinking about this a lot with uh, like Cornel West because Cornel West is, is somebody that. If we're going to have hope, we do have to believe that someone like him can go out there and, like, change some minds. Govitasin. Brandon had just turned 21 five days before he died. We're at Skeeps. Schoolkeepers. I can't believe we went to Skeeps for his 21st birthday, but... You don't give... When you're 20... When you just turned 21, you don't give a fuck what bar it is. That's something you build later. Like, you become a bar snob the older you get. And the Hungarian Iron Dot. And in South Carolina, there's paper mills and pluff mud on, uh, in, in Charleston, and they, they stink like fucking skunky cabbage. So uh, Cali Bass became cabbage ass, and then anytime we smelled it when we were driving over a bridge in Charleston, we just started yelling cabbage ass at each other. Cabbage ass! It's Is It Safe Talk Show! It's Mike, Luke, and Steve here doing our thing. Glad to be aboard here. It's Thursday night. We're recording the day after Valentine's Day. I hope everyone had a wonderful time. Wow, I know it was a very important holiday for so many of us. I mean, you think about top three holidays and its importance to the American people. Valentine's Day is right up there, am I wrong? That's putting it mildly. Maybe I did understate it a bit. Either way, we're here. And uh, did you guys know... I wanted to play this for you guys. I don't know if you've ever heard this. I have a feeling you may have, but I'm just going to spring it on you. And you tell me if you already know it and if it sucks. And we'll just take it from there. What do you say? Is that doable? Sounds good. It's good. I remember this was a video that was popular a few years back, so it's kind of older. So this might be like just, dude, it's not fucking 2009, dude. Get over yourself. So here we go. Rick roll me again with like Old Town Road. (laughs) Fun times in Cleveland again. Still Cleveland. Come on down to Cleveland Town, everyone. Under construction since 1868. See our river that catches on fire. I've definitely seen this. So polluted that all our fish have AIDS. We see the sun almost three times a year. This guy has at least two DUIs. The flats look like a Scooby-Doo ghost town. Don't slow down in East Cleveland or you'll die. Our economy's based on LeBron James. Buy a house for the price of a VCR. Our main export is crippling depression. We're so retarded that we think this is ours. It could be worse though, at least we're not Detroit. Oh. We're We're not not Detroit. Detroit. Ouch. I 100% remember that, especially all the fish having AIDS. AIDS fish, that, I remember that. Our main export is crippling depression is my personal favorite. That's outstanding. Fantastic. <laughs> and apparently that guy is That's a broadcaster in Cleveland export. now. So, yeah, I, I think Michigan could get on the list for that as well, right? Yeah. You know, it's um, no laughing matter, but the guy in the bike who has two DUIs. It's fucking hilarious. In South Carolina, it's a a guy on the highway with a moped going like 35 miles an hour with like a fucking orange vest on. (laughs) That's your DUIs in South Carolina. The ones here are, they're just not wearing the neon orange. Like you can barely see them. They're like, fucking take me. I don't care. Gray white buffalo. That's true. Nothing to look for. You know, what's funny is apparently now 
And, you know, this is very mainstream. People don't like Joe Biden anymore. Have you guys heard about this? <laughs> Actually, who, who's, who's big for Biden before this? Oh, so Luke was a big like Biden guy. Luke's, yeah. you know, Luke's always been very pro Biden. Huge pro Biden guy. Um, no, I, I actually glad you brought that up, kind of, because I was like, "What's the segue to talk about John Stewart coming back to the Daily Show?" Oh boy, you know, I, uh, big, 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 me- big deal, like media news. You know, it is. I'm not saying it isn't. I, I wasn't one of these like diehard stewart daily show people who thought like he shepherded me through the 2000s like that was i thought that was a bit much like i we got by all right life went on but i get why he's important and i understand the relevance of his daily show era so i I, it's not lost on me i just you know i wasn't jamie i guess is what i mean yeah exactly jamie would watch that every fucking night all the houses we lived in during the late 2000s mid 2000s and then finally went separate ways but Jamie loved that shit, and he was one of those people. He got the book. There was like that book, and he didn't he even do like a fucking march. Him and Colbert. I mean, they did all kinds of shit. So, yeah, and it was all completely ineffective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was the uh, rally That's to restore sanity. The rally to restore sanity was that uh, 2010? Yeah, yes, it was. It was when it was in the middle of uh, Obama's first term. Yeah, it wasn't an actual, I mean, I guess there was a midterm, but I wonder if it had anything to do with the Tea Party at that time, probably. Yeah, it, did. it had everything to do with the Tea Party, and it had everything to do with that, and um, what was seen as a full on a full onslaught against uh, Obama bringing health care to the citizens of the United States of America, which he didn't really do, and... It was them repealing. There was like constant actions to try to repeal uh, Obamacare. And I think that was actually, I think Obamacare didn't happen until 2010 or 11, maybe. Uh, well, it got pushed through in 09, I think. Was it 09? Oh, was it that soon? Okay. So when it got pushed way, through, but you talking about constitutional way. legalities and all that. The, well, it was the Supreme Court and they didn't really roll out the website until 2010. Yeah. There yeah. was all kinds of trouble with the website, of course. Yeah, the, that trouble. Complete nonsense. Uh, but yeah, it was it was Tea Party related, and it was, um, you know, of course, uh, the rightward swing that <laughs> nobody did anything to uh, adjust against or ratchet back against. So um, <laughs> it's just gone further to the right since then. And at that point, we needed a rally to, quote unquote, restore sanity. And we've Get gone further to the right since then. Uh, so it is what it is, but yeah, that was the response to it. Very, yeah, like Steve said, very effective. <laughs> very effective. Bunch of people that? just stopped watching Hannity as soon as John Stewart made fun of him. Whatever, yeah. motherfucker! <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I get it. Hannity's full of shit. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a, people have been making this observation since he came back, which is what, yes. Monday, right? So he came back on Monday and all the liberals that are super incensed about his comments on Joe Biden and both sidesism and all that between um, Biden and Trump's age, uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, they just obviously what's missing from the conversation is the fact that like his brand of like comedy was so easy during 
the Bush years because it was Bush. literally everybody basically like fucking edge of the seat, you know, touching their pearls with white knuckles and being fucking terrified about what further hell we could, you know, rot upon the world and outside of uh, Iraq and Afghanistan and every other fucking thing we were doing. And not to mention this, like the crazy erosion of like what we all thought were pretty, um, pretty durable uh, cultural values, which clearly were not. And we're all just a fiction of really comfortable times that, you know, were all perceptual anyways, uh, coming out of, uh, you know, coming out of the nineties. So, you know, how we, dare you usurp Bush, my authority? The Bush era, the Bush era, just uh, like the wall coming down at the end of the at the end of the eighties. Uh, the Bush era is that was our fucking end of history wall, just like coming down, crumbling uh, all around us. And so, yeah. Anyhow, it was easy to attack the right. That was all he needed to do. Uh, he says one goddamn word about Biden. He didn't even. He wasn't even that critical about him. Um. And the liberals lost their fucking minds over it. That's true. Libtards. Uh, <laughs> Libtards. That's a classic. Strategery. Yeah, we had a cool. <laughs> quality stra- strategery. I, I, I guess it's just aware to me now. I wasn't paying attention for a while, which doesn't mean I'm the typical human being when it comes to news. But it was suddenly apparent that, especially after the Super Bowl, I guess, the fact that Biden refused to or was not allowed to do a fucking boring-ass interview that no one would ever care about, but yet does technically signal that he can't even do a bare-minimum bullshit presidential Sunday Super Bowl interview. It says a lot. I mean, we already knew this, though, too. It wasn't old news. Well, it is old news. Sorry. Not- well, you know what they Yeah, they old did. being the key, the key word there. <laughs> yeah. You know, what they did yeah. do though is they did they did tweet out or X what do you call it is it X out post on don't even fucking do, yeah just say tweet motherfucker don't even no they tweet out some very like some very cute memes uh while that was happening prior to that happening while fucking Rafa was being absolutely inundated with uh fucking merciless bombing oh so Biden wasn't gonna look cool if he did that just make us look cool. I don't. I just, guess they couldn't. Even television couldn't make him look cool. It's just gotten to a whole nother level of just like vulgar, uh, just violence. It's, I know, it's disgusting. Violence. Yeah, it's also the place where uh, you know before they bombed the hospitals, uh, they you know sent communications saying we are going to bomb the hospital. You need to go to Rafa, and now they're. <laughs> They're just bombing Rafa, where the refugees were supposed to go. The one, the one safe haven <laughs> that they were supposed to fucking have. Yeah, of course. Literally of course nowhere else to yeah. go. He literally. They, they sent them to Rafa, and then they fucking bombed Rafa. <laughs> what? Um, I, I don't. Strategery. I'm not. Wow, Genocide. dude. Oh, yeah, again, sorry, with uh, libs anymore. They will yeah, let's see what George Stephanopoulos has to say. Fresh off his interview with President Obama, Jon Stewart is heading to Washington with his Comedy Central sidekick, Stephen Colbert, 
for tomorrow's rally to restore sanity and fear. So far, The Daily Show's Facebook page shows 200,000 people saying they're going to come. But Stewart and Colbert have put a tight lid on what those fans can expect to see until now. Claire Shipman is on the case and starting to crack that lid open. Stephanopoulos is a fucking classic George, they have been secretive, but it's leaking out that Sheryl Crow, Sam Waterston, part of the country rock band, Wilco will be here. But is this a political rally or a big piece of performance art? Who cares? Jesus. Sam Waterston? That's like a Republican level celebrity. Like we we got Scott Bayo still. (laughs) (laughs) Hanging on to Scott Bayo for dear life. Bob Blah Blah. Bob Blah Blah? Yeah. Call Warriors. You ever read his uh, web journal? No. Is that still going? Yeah, it's the Bob Blah Blah Law Blog. (laughs) All right. Yes, the Bob Blah Blah Law Blog classic. That's funny. Anyways, uh, John Stewart's back, so if that's changed your life, congratulations. I'm upset. You know, I don't really give a shit. Uh, I well, do think he speaks well. He speaks thoughtfully, and he's trying to be... Now he's like the both sides independent guy completely. Uh, he, in the 2000s, he was clearly just shredding the Bushes and the Republicans, and with just reasons. I'm not with him against him necessarily. He's, I just think I, that... I think he just reveals that he's still potentially very centrist because... He never really, he didn't have to go left to slaughter the bushes. Go left, young man. He didn't have to. He could easily just punch right, and there was so much material on the right you could punch that you didn't have to move anywhere. Is that like a Mike Tyson's punch out where you could choose to, you know, you could use your left and your right? Did you prefer left or right? I, I don't know. Was, I think you had to, it depends you had on the character. You had to do both. That's true. You? Well, you're right. They would start to block it. They make you rotate depending on the character. But the star think, was yeah, only right-handed. You couldn't do a left-handed star, right? Right. That was his strong uh, metaphor for our uh, political push starter button. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Tyson's butthole. I think, I right, think you had to punch a bald bull with your right though when he charged you. I think that yeah, had, yeah, right, right to the gut. Gut shot. King Hippo gut shots. The only, oh, it yeah. took me a long time to figure that one out, man. I was baffled as a young child with King Hippo. I was like, what's the secret? <laughs> I didn't want to cheat. I wanted to do it on my own. But Nintendo Power came to the rescue. I admit that. So. Nintendo was, man, was there anything? I don't know about you, but to me, the Nintendo Power was like one of my most exciting publications uh, ever. I loved every Nintendo Power. I think I read through them page by page. They were phenomenal. (laughs) You can't do that. What is he doing? You can't just do that over and over again, you idiot. This guy's a moron. Is he using a game genie or some shit? How do you start out with so many stars? Clearly, code was inserted, right? (laughs) Dude, hit him in the gut! I'm getting annoyed. Yeah, I I didn't... Yeah, that's the whole point of this video. It's just <laughs> called Let's Star Fighter. Oh, you're right. I, yeah, I didn't even read the title. I just saw. I typed in Star Mike Tyson. That's all I got. Oh, there's, no, there's not even an animation for the Star Punch. Like, he doesn't move. Just like his power goes down. Whoop! <laughs> so stupid now. God, it's old, but I still love it. Good job, buddy. You did it. I still like the music. I don't know. Oh, God, like- shit. Yeah, Kobe, Toby Keith is dead. 
Remembering Toby Keith? <laughs> oh, God damn it. Yes, hold on. What does Stephen Colbert say? Yeah, I am curious. I, I had to click on it. Are you, uh, are you, uh, you planning... You planning to watch the Super Bowl this weekend? Do you indulge oh, yeah. in the Super Bowling? Oh yeah, I'm gonna watch it from here. I'm pretty excited about it. You yeah. know, we got a bunch of people oh, here. Oh yeah, riveting television. Talk to the band. We're pulling for the 49ers. <laughs> you never seen this before? I just want to like, look. I, it's gonna take courage, but I have to say it. I have to take sides and say I, I'm happy for both of them. <laughs> uh, coming up in just a minute, we've got uh, Joy Reid from the Readout on MSNBC. He's gonna be out here in just a minute, right there. Be funny if they're gonna bring out Toby Keith's coffee. In a few minutes, we're gonna bring out Toby Keith's coffee. Or just weekend at Bernie's? With a red solo cup, make him drink and dribble on his lips. As you probably heard, last night we lost one of the greats. Country music legend passed away at the age of 62. We're gonna hang him. We're gonna hang him high. And saddened when I saw the news this morning, I knew Toby was ill and he'd been fighting stomach cancer for some time, but I still had hope. This has got to be common. This sarcasm. And that we would hear him on the stage. Because I was is, lucky no, enough to become no, friends he, with Toby. You can't over do years, sarcasm. As improbable as that seems. There you go. We met very early on on the Colbert Report. Not improbable, and back then, there was a not so helpful legend that I had knives out for some <laughs> of my guests. And it didn't help that at the beginning, I sometimes did. And I remember having some kind of plan for Toby, I think related to his booting your ass song, but. Right before I went on stage, I remember vividly looking down at my shoes and saying, what are you doing? You're a host. He's your guest. Make him feel welcome. See who he is. And what do you know? Boo! I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed talking to Toby Keith. Turn it off. I turn it off. What, what sludge of a... You don't have to like everybody. Sludge. And when they die, too, you don't have to like... It turns out people do things that are not ideal even when they die. Well, Steve and I used to talk about this all the time. This fucking, like, psychotic, like, obsession with deifying the dead. And even Ooh. if somebody you absolutely hate, you have to... You gotta... If you don't have something nice to say, then don't say anything at all. And it's like, well, fuck Well, he's trying off. to turn it into a... Um, I... Th uh, took that as a moment of unity moment. Hey, you know what? May, he may have been a prick, and we might have been on this side, but let's come together now that he's dead. Yeah, let's all be civil, because uh, real politics is about being nice and shutting your fucking mouth. Right about that. Well, you, look, uh, Toby Keith, you, fuck it. You know the, uh, the largest voting bloc in America are apolitical voters. That's number one. Non-voters. <laughs> Well, independent. No, no, they they vote. No, they're yeah. just apolitical. They don't they don't have any fixed ideology about anything. So they're. Yeah. They what do you think the percentage like, is on that? It's You're it's talking like forty percent of America. Uh, a, of, of voters, voters, yes. Uh, no, it's it is the 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 largest voting block. So I don't know the actual percentages. Uh. Hey, see, guys, he said he didn't know. That's what we do on this show. We don't know the answer to something. Good job. Give you credit. <laughs> Seriously. Never been afraid to say I don't know or ask a question. But, uh, Fuck yeah. I'm sorry. Sure uh, not Shankar Osorio. She's a public relations, uh, communications type person. Uh, she, she's like the, the Frank Luntz of the left. <laughs> and, uh, she she just did a turn on uh, Bad Faith podcast with uh, Brianna Joy Gray, uh, Bernie's uh, former campaign manager. Bernie, uh, 
and, and it was amazing. It, it was like everything you you thought you knew. Like it, it felt validating to me to to hear someone say like, "Yes, we have empirical results that say like most American voters act like middle schoolers and just do whatever they think their identity group is doing." So if you live in the middle of like buttfuck Missouri and you see a bunch of MAGA hats, like even if you're completely apolitical, don't give a fuck. If you go out and vote, you're probably going to vote MAGA just because. Mm-hmm you identify with the people who are wearing those hats. Like they also like whatever, have a tractor and eat burgers at the diner or whatever. That's putting it mildly. Mm, I do like burgers. I must say um, tractors overrated. Uh, I think tractors are fun. She thinks my tractor's sexy. <laughs> That's a real song in the United States of America. Once upon a time. Also, there's that, uh, <laughs> Remember that video with Zach Galifianakis and Bonnie Prince Billy, like fucking twerking on a tractor? I think it was a Kanye video. <laughs> oh, oh, Kanye talk. Oh, boy. <laughs> you can't tell me nothing. God damn it. Well, and now this. Now, the United States of America is engaged in both of these wars. Yes, yes, they and, are. And uh, are either of these wars happening on U.S. soil? <laughs> That's American voter. Well, some that? American voters. Not all of them, though, obviously. So, just so dumb. There's also this. Hey, have you guys seen this? We are getting blasted in the ass by the state liquor tax. Oh. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Ass blast. Politics, just one big ass blast. Uh, yeah, Kanye, though, is trying to do shows. He did a show at the United Center in Chicago recently where people won't promote him because he's labeled as an anti-Semite, and he has said anti-Semitic things. Now, there's a big difference. Well, there's a big difference between being an anti-Semite, like a legit anti-Semite, and criticizing Israel. Those are not the same thing, motherfuckers. Israel wants to make it the same thing. Right. Yeah. And then other people bomb onto it. Pretty sure he did not tweet at 3 in the morning. Uh, Tomorrow, I'm going to go DEFCON 3 on Israel. He said the Jews. <laughs> you know, this is a guy no, who's very clear. He, he was not. No, he was you're not right. The do up. He, the, it, right. It was not yeah, cloudy. Right. Yeah, this is yeah. very I mean, not cryptic I also or don't murky. Know if he's truly anti-Semitic because he's also. That's what I'm saying. In person. It's so, two options. It's two options, though. First, it's just flat out trolling because he's so bored with life that he needs to be stimulated. It takes so much to fucking stimulate him, right? Because he's been there everywhere. He's gotten all the money. He's had all the glory and fame, blah, 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 all the women. Or that we're watching a guy in public with a mental illness that is not being... It's funny, though, because for him him to troll, it's it's not your typical, like... YouTube comment. No, guy, no, 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 no. This no. guy's going full Mein Kampf just to troll people. Yeah, literally, I love Hitler is a quote from him. Now, whether he mentioned it or not, I don't know, but that is a literal quote. I think so. Also, yeah, I think it's the literal quote when he was on the Alex when he was on Alex Jones's show, wasn't it? Oh, that's uh, right. He wasn't. He was wearing. <laughs> he was wearing like that fucking. Shut mask. up, conspiracy theorist. It was like pinhead. It had like. Let's all do Alex Jones people. voice. <laughs> <laughs> because of the Jews. Fucking stupid. <laughs> I think he's literally said that too. That's also a quote from an Alex Jones. I buy vitamins or else there's going to be another 9 11. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder if he's even making loose change from those vitamins anymore. Hey. All right. How about we got a bunch of emails? We got a lot of emails. You guys are. Oh, shit. 
I love this show because we get so many emails. This by far of any podcast I do is the most engagement. And I love that. So thank you guys for Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being oh, a disappear for a few weeks so we let them trickle in. That's what we, we always the, do. You know that. So get the the, the David Letterman stacks of letters. Remember that song that they would play for the Oh yeah, CBS letters and letters. We letters. got letters. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Letters! Uh, what do we got here? This one's from our pal Cinema Nine Pod pal. Uh, <laughs> that fucking saxophone. <laughs> Terror sax. We have to watch that right now. We're just gonna watch that right now because we have to. That is so stupid. For those of you that are listening, you'll be like, if you haven't listened to first off, do the recent Cinema Nine episode. We did Lost Highway, which is a David Lynch film oh, starring yeah. Bill Pullman of all people, who I really just didn't think fit. But I mean, that's the weirdest David Lynch casting decision of (laughs) all of them, I think. Bill Pullman? It's so stupid. Here we go. Crime show that Bill Pullman's in now? It's like a it's a series. I think it's got like three seasons or something, but uh it's it's fucking hilarious. He's like this old guy who like can't get hard unless he's getting choked and like (laughs) it's yeah. He's got, like an he's got like a cable show. Unnecessary, no, he's got an unnecessary kink because they're trying to like make his character have depth, which is what they have to do. <laughs> with all these characters. That Basically, was- he's just a detective. That the show could be just <laughs> fine that way, but they give him a weird kink. Uh, he's he like sees this beat up broad on the side, and then she fucking kicks him in the balls and chokes him. Oh. It just wow. feels very strange because. Why do you need Bill Pullman getting choked out on the side? Because it's fucking hilarious. And he, he's like zero sex style Bill Pullman. So and, and he's like and he's not quite as like young and like presidential independence day looking Bill Pullman anymore. He's kind of like you know, he does look like a little bit like shit. So <laughs> he looks like shit a little bit. Yeah, wow, he's like the sad dude. sack detective that's just like seen too much or whatever. Like it's supposed to be gritty, but it ends up being so fucking funny. What's the show called? Do we know the title? I don't fucking know. So, I've just seen a few so episodes. Pathetic. He's so pathetic. Uh, it is. It is hilarious because you're like, oh, he's supposed to be like this badass hero, and I guess maybe he kind of is. But oh, it's called. Him. It's called the Sinner. The, the Sinner. Sinner. Okay. All downhill from there. Anyways, here's Bill Pullman playing sax. Here's the best part. It's coming. It's like third grade where they hand out a bunch of recorders and, and like try to teach kids how to play like hot cross buns. It was like, that's that's what the, the first thing the kids do. They put the recorder in their mouth and they do what Bill Pullman did. Yeah. Fucking stupid. Oh Any, my God. It's pure gold, Jerry. Oh oh. Anybody faking anybody playing the sex. 
one hundred percent. Well, he's he gotta- playing though. That's why Steve's analysis is actually accurate. Apparently, he signed on. He's playing there for real. He never know how to play the sax, wow. and that's what you get. A kid. He sounds like a child who's never played the sax before. <laughs> that's what it is. Wow, that's I missed that point. That's even better. <laughs> Once I found that out, okay. I was like, oh, this makes sense, but it's still fucking hilarious. Good now God. It- now it makes it Lynch in. It was hilarious and embarrassing. <sighs> you realize, wait a minute, that's how he actually plays it. It takes <laughs> from weird to funny to like fucking total satire, and, and it's <laughs> absurd. There's oh. your quality. That's incredible. Yeah. Now I kind of respect it. I was laughing my ass off watching it though. <laughs> that was too much. That was too much. With the veins pop out of his neck, he's all sweaty, wearing a black t-shirt, <laughs> playing this. Sack. Fucking great, fucking great. God you man. like Lynch, uh, Luke? You Lynch guy? Yeah, I'm a I'm a Lynch I'm a Lynch respecter, but not like uh, a Lynch enjoyer. I don't sit and enjoy David Lynch movies. Um, but after watching them, I'm like, glad I saw that. I can see where it's coming from love it or don't love it but i'm not watching it again yeah i'm not watching was, any of any of his movies again i don't think like blue velvet is probably my favorite but i'd never watch it again Mulholland drive no interest um what was the super nerdgasm one that came out uh after Mulholland drive that everybody freaked out about in 05 that i didn't see that inland empire <laughs> Inland Empire. He's a fucking. He's an absolute genius, absolute fucking genius. Uh, complete auteur, no question. Um, I'm not on his wavelength all the time, but I completely appreciate. It. I think Blue Velvet is a masterpiece. That's my favorite one thus far. What is it, Velvet? Also, I, I do love. Um, I do love uh, Racerhead and Elephant Man and. Well, Chad uh, Gibbons' favorites, Racerhead. He did one. He did. That's one my little trivia about Chad all the time. So. It's a, uh, a very disturbing movie. A Racerhead? So, yeah, uh, so it was Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet, Blue Velvet is, yeah. Yeah. What I like about Blue Velvet is it's the, you know, the, the underbelly of like the the bourgeoisie and, and all. I think that's that's where he that's where he shines the most. Oh, you know what? My favorite movie, or my, I'll call it my second favorite because it doesn't feel as. Uh, Lynch Ian is um, what's it called? Fuck, true story, far story, straight story. Travis talked about it on the show. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the best movies ever. It's just like just incredible. Road movie, road movie with an old ass guy on a tractor trailer. Boy, I really tried hard to find the letter song, and every time I I can't find it, I get all these the viewer mail shit for Letterman. Anyways, I wanted to play it, but oh, oh well. Uh, if you find it, let me know, Steve. Uh, this is right. from Eric. Our emails, of course, email show is a safe pod at gmail.com. Kiss is the title. Fucking kiss. God damn it. I hate kiss, and I love a lot of stupid shit. I like Mama Coco, but I hate kiss. I mean. <laughs> You know, I'm, what do they call it? glam rock? Is that what they call it? I'm, Bowie was more legitimate glam rock. I yeah, mean, it's exactly. But yeah, there's nothing. Well, they weren't on the train. Yeah, they joined. Yeah, yeah. gentlemen, I'm gonna keep this simple. 
How are there so many Kiss fans? Is this a generational thing? These songs are awful. Befuddled, Eric Branstrom. Well, Eric, uh, I don't think you'll find anybody here who disagrees with you on the show, right? <laughs> Didn't even have to read that. Yeah. We were already 100% in agreement. Are these... I mean... <laughs> I always wonder if they're like real fans, like uh, they grew up with them in the '80s or something. But then, like, there's this, uh, there's this like movement among like Gen Z to like go to the Target and like uh, or the Old Navy or whatever and buy like concert tees from like the '80s. So like, yep. you'll see. So like, I complimented someone on their uh, Misfits sweatshirt the other day. They had like a cool Misfits hoodie, and she's like, "What is that?" <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's the hoodie oh. that you're wearing and she's like oh it's my sister's i just borrowed it i don't know what the fuck it means didn't, <laughs> like, didn't even say misfits did it it just had the face on it right no it's, it was like a legit like, cool misfits like a uh, hoodie did it literally say misfits on it she had no idea uh i think maybe it was just like the the symbol and then like some you know like misfits okay. art yeah. from like the yeah. their uh album covers yeah but yeah, there's there's no reason to like Kiss. Gene Simmons is like the worst person on earth. He is. Married to Shannon Isn't Tweed, former 90s songwriter. He was married to Shannon Tweed. Yeah, I remember well, they were the, together uh, forever, and then they got married, I think, yeah. I remember the quote-unquote drama section of the Blockbuster in 1998 was just filled with Shannon Tweed movies, so it was all like, oh, don't you love her? Oh, shit. That is so like who cares? Whatever, motherfucker. Yeah, it, was, it was like uh, <laughs> it was like her and like Treat Williams. <laughs> oh, he died last year. We're gonna miss you, Treat. Sorry, yeah. you have failed. It was last year. I feel like that was five years ago. I guess we'll have you to can, find a substitute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Wasn't Shannon Tweed also in Frasier? I don't know. I'm not a Frasier guy. I don't know the show. I actually don't know the show that well, other than I know who's on it, but I don't know. I know the dumbass theme song. Yeah, yeah. We did that for a second. Or he was trying to bang her, and she wouldn't. She wouldn't return the favor. Kelsey Grammer, another Republican hero. Yeah. Oh, did when I brought up that Bachman, a huge Michelle Bachman fan. Oh, Michelle Bachman. Yeah. That movie I brought up to you guys. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling to salad and <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> That movie I brought up to you guys in the text thread like a month ago, that uh, American Carol, that fucking Zucker movie. Uh, which did... Yeah, you see it? Did anybody bother? Or, you shouldn't have bothered to watch it. It's no. so fucking dumb. But it actually is worth watching to be like, this is insanely, insanely... <laughs> so out there and it has fucking kelsey grammar in it that's why i thought of it steve because it is a essentially in this movie american carol which is from a guy who once upon a time gave us some of the best most hilarious comedies you know the zucker abrams crew with naked gun airplane all that shit and now in 2008 he goes to american carol it's like his final death now if you will this is it and it's such a piece of shit but it's also a essentially a right wingish type like hey hollywood let's remember let's push back against all this uh you know people are getting pissed at the bush years because it comes out no way so he's like hey those terrorists are dicks and 9-11 sucked 
And Michael Moore's a douchebag. And this guy, who is Chris Farley's brother, plays a Michael Moore type guy as like the yep. main bad guy Michael in the Malone. film. Michael Malone. That's right. Very good. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer. Don't right be that up. guy. Leslie Nielsen sadly is in this. John Voight, well known. Oh, right Leslie Nielsen is. I will say he's that. I'm giving a pass in there because he's just like this Thank old dude who's. He's the guy telling the story. He's the narrator. Like he's not really. Kelsey Grammer plays George Patton in this movie. So fucking stupid. Fuck. And then yeah. the guy who's married to uh, Christine Hendricks. He's in this. Who's that dude? Jeffrey Aaron. Don't be that guy. I don't know. Oh, I'll have to look that the up. Guy from Super Troopers who eats the schnozberries. He's married to Christina. Hendricks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays a. Uh, he's one of the fundamental Islamic terrorists. Uh, so is he a right wing nut? Because Dennis Hopper was. You definitely was a right wing. Dennis nut. Hopper plays um, a judge in this movie. Of, yes. Oh, blue velvet <laughs> fame. Holy fuck! It's called American oh, Carol. Oh. It's a terrible film, but the fact that it exists at all actually friend of the show Corey, he uh turned me on to it about a year ago he's like this is the dumbest thing ever you have to watch it bill so o'reilly is in this bill o'reilly yes. is actually in the movie yep david yeah. allen greer he's a detroit oh. david allen greer's in this david allen greer plays a James slave Wood. he I'll plays be. a slave in the 1800s okay. so it's oh, not like shit kevin sorbo oh my god dude this is a uh this is a rogue gallery right here <laughs> I, it's got the guy from It's Always Sunny uh, who plays D's boyfriend, the guy who's the... Travis Schultz, yes. The, yeah, the guy who comes back from uh, Iraq or Afghanistan, yeah. the jorts yeah. episode. Yeah, he's wearing <laughs> the stupid fucking jorts. Yeah, the re it's, that's on the the uh, a wrestling episode <laughs> where the troop, the gang wrestles for America. That's one of the best he's episodes, not, too, by the way. Does uh, Clint Eastwood talk to an empty stool in this uh, movie? He should! I mean, <laughs> but this movie's so low rent, they couldn't even get him to do a cameo, even for this movement. This is amazing. So this entire cast, this all right, this is this is a rogues gallery. It's, um Christopher McDonald, who's uh Shooter McGavin. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, um, full Levy. blown alcoholic, multiple DUIs, not having a good life right now. But yeah. Uh, it sounds like he's living it up. Um Zachary well, he Levy, is. Levy, who's who plays Shazam, if you didn't know, is a fucking massively like crazy Christian right wing guy. Uh, Zach um, Levy, yeah, he played on, Kurt Warner. I'm, I'm backing up to Shooter McGavin with the DUIs, picturing him on like either a bicycle or a fucking moped with a reflective vest on. <laughs> He's so fucking funny. This guy's got too shit many DUIs. <laughs> yeah, it would be funny that he's living it up, except when you see the mugshot of him, he's like, oh, I don't think he's living it up anymore. Dude, this Just is like, one a, of those. like a sad, like Randy Travis wino mugshot. <laughs> Imagine, yeah. Literally found him yeah. like outside of the Super Bowl, like asleep in a car. Excuse <laughs> me, sir. And I didn't, I didn't know this until then, but like, if you're behind the uh, behind the wheel at all, like, even if you're just sleeping in the car, like, yeah, you can't be behind the wheel. I, that created a whole new terror for me. Like post two thousand eight ish, I heard that, and I, I there was times I slept in my car. I think the first time I slept in my car, I was too drunk to drive. Was 2000 or so and i got freaked out after i heard that because i didn't want to get a dui try to do the right thing in the yeah just scoot over to the other seat though you're right that's what i had to do but i want to turn on the heat because it's cold in the winter not you know so i got to jump in there then go to the other side the knob was only all the way on the left hand side you couldn't yeah i like to push the brake when i start the car you don't have to do that technically depending on the car you might though that movie cast is fucking hilarious. That is one of those movies that when you oh, find out it's being made, you're like, okay, wait, who are the secret closeted fucking right wing nutbags that I know? Investigate that, 311. 
you just go you go right to that cast every yep. single one that fucking in that whole cast maybe not leslie nielsen <laughs> maybe he was too out of it didn't know what the hell he was doing yeah but he's uh, an innocent bystander i'm giving him a pass because yeah, he didn't do anything people, wrong all those people are at a rally the only reason you didn't know they were in this movie is because they normally have white hoods on investigate 311 yeah, well, maybe they'll make a movie about that someday. Uh, so, Eric, obviously, we all hate Kiss, just like you. Now you know that. Also, speaking of, like, yeah. being busted, like, sleeping in your car somewhere, have you ever had that? Has anybody ever had that happen to where the cops actually knocked on your window and, like, interrupted you or woke you up in a car, whether you were fucking or, you know, anything like that? Anybody? I'm trying to remember the circumstances, but I definitely remember being startled by like uh, the butt end of one of those giant flashlights hitting like uh, Fucking the driver's light. side window. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember what I was doing. I I may have been fucking or postcoital, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, back, I know it's back in high school, so I can't really remember. But like, if that would have been the circumstances, it's like definitely had a lot more sex in cars back then because yeah. <laughs> Normal, normal things weren't available to me. Yeah, it's circumstantial, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you could you could hear anything in in like from any part of my house in in my house I lived in in high school. So, like, not getting away with it there. What the hell's going on here? So it's either like I'm going over to uh, her place or we're fucking in the car. Most of the time, it was car. Did you go out to your car to masturbate too? I just. <laughs> Ooh, I'm not a real well, loud master. Right are, you? <laughs> you are you a, are you a loud baiter? <laughs> oh, hey, baiting. A loud baiter. Oh, the ah. car is a great place to cut loose, right? Have some Just fun. Like, ah, ah, ramrod. Ah, ah. ramrod. You get it? Yeah, I got it. You ever, you ever see that? I've seen that in a porno, too, where the guy is like grunts out a fucking. <laughs> Runs out some ropes. He's like, oh, 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 so fucking car ramrod. Car ramrod. Get it? Yeah, I got it. Oh, look, it's a bar of soap. So I have, uh, I had a story though. I, I got a clear one. I was with, uh, I think I was like 16 or 17. I was still in high school and I was with my friend from Tennessee, that girl, Deanna. Who was a friend of mine? She lived in Tennessee, and she was a friend of my mom's. And you know, we uh, she came up, and we I needed some place to go, and we didn't have any place to go, so so we went into Heinz Park at night. It's like the perfect place to get murdered, at least in a fucking <laughs> '80s movie for sure, Jason style. And uh, we were making out in the car, and a cop tapped on the window for real. And he said, uh, what are you guys doing out here? This is not safe. You shouldn't be here. We weren't fucking. I mean, because we were like, you know, still high school makeouts, right? So Yeah. Uh, Over the pants stuff. Yeah. Some heavy petting zoo, you know. Well, you know, some good times noodle salad, but no touching dick skin. That's putting it mildly. So uh, he's like, you need to leave. So we had to leave. And we did not get to resume our makeouts. And that was the end of that sesh. Was she the one you broke up with because uh, you didn't like the smell of her strawberry lip balm? <laughs> I don't even know who that yeah. is. That, that honestly doesn't ring a bell. But there, there was someone you liked, like really genuinely liked, and then you're like, I just can't stand the smell of that lip balm, and I don't know how to tell her, so I'm breaking it off. It was so fucking Fuck. funny to me. It was like, God. that's the one thing separating you from like a good relationship was wow, the smell of the strawberry lip balm. Yeah, it sounds like me. You're like I can't stand it. It smells all the time. It's all I can think. <laughs> 
It just smells like fucking strawberries. We need what a, a list. dick. We need a yeah. we need a list. We need to rank rank them by by real value. All of the reasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a uh, it'll be that's a shameful a list. That's for sure, but it will be no, funny. Number one deal breaker: strawberry lip gloss. <laughs> Lock it in. I thought I heard everything. Um, that one I hadn't, but I see no changes. I don't find it hard to believe. I don't know. There's something. Of course not. No, I mean, yeah, that sounds about stupid. right. Stupid. Just the most inane. Uh, the fucking funniest ones. The funniest ones were like the first dates that you had scheduled, and then last minute, <laughs> like, like, oh man, no. I gotta drive all the way to Detroit right now. Ah, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, that one that was it. Yeah, that was at Mount Pleasant, your guys' sophomore year. We had fun that night. We played hockey on the pond yep. there at the what? apartment complex. Yeah. You lived at with Dave and I was supposed oh. to go back for a date. Yeah, and that date was shitty. It did not go well. So you we saw Sleepy Hollow. Did you? I believe I thought I, for sure you did not go. Maybe you did. Maybe you went maybe you made the the journey. Full two hours. We saw journey? Sleepy Hollow together, and she made me leave. It's the only time I've ever left a movie. I've never left an actual theater. Why did movie. you leave? Why did you leave because that she, movie? She demanded it. She, I don't. She was not. I was. My breath must have been horrendous or something. Because it's like, oh my god, I'm sitting next to this guy, and this movie's not that bad. It's Sleepy Hollow. It's not a classic Tim Burton, right. but certainly yeah. it's okay. And yeah, I must have stunk. Fucking stunk. I didn't know much about gingivitis until my mid twenties. So learning. Much better really, with my mouth care now. So you think what's happening? You think that's what was happening? You were battling some bad. <laughs> I don't have a fucking clue, man. I had braces. I probably had like food in it from weeks ago. I never flossed or any of that shit back then. I was, it must have been disgusting. A fucking cesspool of sick fucking <laughs> teeth and gums and a tongue covered in shitty bacteria that was building its own army. Who knows? Chunk, but I, chunks of like fucking Arby's roast beef. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who hasn't lived? You haven't lived until you've pounded a beef and cheddar on the toilet in the bathroom at Arby's, right? <laughs> We've all done it. Uh, okay, so let's get back to the emails. We got one from our old pal, Finger. It's time for Finger. Oh, this is Mr. Pink first. Sorry, Mr. Pink. Uh, Mr. Pink's titled this one, Bonkers. I feel blessed to be dumb. <laughs> Or at least that's how I'm going to start feeling from now what? on. I tr Ignorance is bliss. I try wipe the smile off my face. I try to stay up on current events. And occasionally my wife will fill me in on a news she's seen or heard. But I'm glad my time and brain power are limited. I say this because I can't make heads or tails of some news snippets out there. Did you guys hear about the group of people called God's Army who are heading to Texas to stop migrants crossing the border? <laughs> Oh man, I haven't heard that one. Is anyone else confirm that? <clears throat> we might need we might need Steve for a little more heft here. Um, yeah, I'll finish the email. Uh, yeah, when I heard Steve. about it, I instantly thought of the Crusades. <laughs> Not sure if I, what I remember <laughs> learning about the Crusades matches up with this story well. That's putting it mildly. However, I do know that a group of Christians who call themselves an army is not usually something positive. I might be dumb, but at least I don't buy into the greatest work of fiction ever created. My apologies to Forrest Gump. I don't know, but I think I could come up with a hell of a story like they did back in the day if I was bored, dehydrated, and stoned off cot. K-H-A-T. Huh. Maybe I should wander around the desert in bedsheets and bud to, 
the sequel to the Bible. You can write the sequel to the Bible. All right. There's already a sequel. It's called the Book of Mormon. <laughs> Aborted after birth, Mr. Pink. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. These uh, these guys um, were uh, they were trying to set up a, a massive, you know, uh, caravan down to the border to, to fight these migrant crossings. And my understanding is that as they were doing this, it's just like a bunch of guys that have, you know, probably like regular jobs and uh, can't quite risk like, you know, really being out on the road and joining a real army and like staying out, doing all that fighting. And they're just, they just, uh, there was like 12 guys in the end and they were, they were like, not sure how to like gas up at the gas station and like where to stay and like what food supplies to buy. Like it was, it was literally one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. I just, I, I think, I think those are like, I think it's what it boils down to. You're just like a bunch of like weekend warrior uh, dickheads who thought they were, you know, in God's army, I guess. Cause God doesn't like migrants. I, I don't know what that's like those Charlottesville assholes. Yeah, let's just go down with our tiki's tonight. The Charlottesville assholes were um, more. That's all I, I think, have to say about that. They were more pure white supremacists. Uh, pure. They were about the protest. These God's Army guys think it's thought it was their duty to, I think, start a war against either the federal government and the migrants or the migrants only. Ruby Ridge. Literally like the crusade. Yeah, Pink is right. And God's army. Need thought it was just to ask. Fucking crusade uh, <laughs> against the fucking Moors or whatever. Right. So, so again, white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, that, that's the main motivation. Are you that. threatening me, Dick? They've probably had around. zero interactions with anyone from Latin America in their lives. Oh man! Wow, dude. Well, I just, assume, I just assume someone from Latin America stole all of their jobs. So there's like what? twelve guys. There's like twelve Latin Americans, twelve Guatemalans. Uh, Thank you, Jesus. In Tennessee, somewhere that took twelve jobs, and uh, all those guys went down to fight the migrants instead of take killing the guys no, no, that took no. their jobs. Right. I think it's even lazier than that. I just think they were watching TV and somebody incited them. That's it. They're like, oh, fuck, we got to oh, get down there. It's, uh, these are, that's more internet brain shit. I don't think this was like, I mean, I'm sure Fox News talks about the border all the time, but uh, to, to, to get the impetus to actually kind of make an attempt to drive somewhere with like a gun to a different state even, like <laughs> drive to a border that's like, I mean, Think think about like the desert that runs along the southern border. It's not like it's not real fun to be there. I mean, it's it's nice to go for a hike, but you don't want to hang out there for days, like looking for migrants. And well, what the fuck up, were right? you gonna do if you found a migrant? Guess have no plan. Shoot them, no. threaten them, like yell at them. <laughs> it didn't take much either way. I mean, Trump incited people, but that was like repeatedly, repeatedly inciting people over and over again. And they're like, fuck it, let's go. I mean, yeah, these are just like poor Salvadoran refugees. Like, think about what it would take for you to uproot your entire life, like wherever you are, pack what you can carry, and, you know, walk to Canada or whatever. It's all like, about bucks. Kid. Can you imagine any. Thank you, any, Jesus! 
but like, you know, it would have to be like the conditions were so bad for you to have to do that in the first place. And like, they are that bad. Like um, El Salvador is like a fucking mafia state. <laughs> if you get yeah. on the wrong side of them, you're fucked. There's, there's no authority that's going to help you. There's no one you can appeal to. Yeah, it's been nothing but fucking paramilitary groups and death squads and fucking. Yeah, thanks, thanks to uh, the CIA and Reagan oh. and yeah. Oh, I was watching. What the fuck was I watching? All right, I don't want to get off track. We've got other emails to get to, but I was watching something about some. Oh, it was um, this is it was a, kind of a cool, fun little like. Uh, revenge romp you know uh like a young teenage girl who's got lots of skills or whatever and she goes and enacts a bunch of vengeance against somebody who killed the woman who was taking care of her and it's called like wrath of becky and but the end of it this will be a spoiler but no one's gonna watch it um is the 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 fucking end result is she gets She's so badass and like uh, awesome that she gets recruited into the CIA as the youngest member of the CIA, and she absolutely accepts immediately, and then is now a fucking weapon of like the most sinister fucking government apparatus that has like ever existed in the world. That's not like you know, and I know that that's not what they think the point is. They people who write this shit think that the CIA is uh, fucking cool. Yeah, it's like that a happy a, ending for them. It was like a cool happy ending, yeah. It was supposed to be like a fucking real triumph. Yeah, I've been uh, re-listening to the Blowback podcast recently. Uh, yeah. A lot, lot of uh, like one of their major sources is Peter Dale Scott who does uh, a lot of uh, writing about you know, the CIA's misdeeds and has dug so deep to try and find any information that's available and uh, there uh, yeah it's it's a it's just a litany of you know blowback like every time the CIA does something it negatively affects both the the people who are directly affected and then the United States later it's just a fucking downward spiral it's insane oh Okay, guys, as I say, podgmail.com, we got Finger now. It's Finger's turn. Living in America. This one's... <laughs> nothing wrong. Thanks, James. Uh, Unclassified is the title of Fingers. Oh, uh, yeah, perfect timing. How about that? Uh, You're living in the past, man. No, this stuff, well, it happens in the past, it happens now. So, you guys, today, I'd like to just reflect on the great month I had in January. Wow, you, dude. Got some good Congratulations. news. Congratulations. Oh, yes. dry? How dare you? I've been good. Good for you. All right, it says, uh, I started seeing someone on an exclusive basis. So, that's fun. It's not Stacy, and fuck you for thinking that. Oh boy, yeah. We everybody has to recall Finger's life every time he emails. Uh, it's not Craig's girlfriend either, even though I could have gotten to know her sexually. But you know, after I stole the contents of her wallet, anyway. It's Marcy, our office administrator. We made out in the break room one night after just about everyone went home. That's how you beat stole- HR. Go straight to the HR personnel. <laughs> That's yeah. putting it mildly. 
I also stole $4,300 from a forgotten expenditure account I found while scrubbing some VP's portfolio. <laughs> because it says stealing is wrong, even if it is from a greedy corporation that makes millions from the suffering of ordinary people. Security is dumb as hell around here. I could take the whole place down. My cousin says the security is solid, but it's complacency that makes the organization look bad. I say complacency is an excuse for poor security. What do you guys think? Gotta go. I'm taking Marcy to Fridays. High-level security procedures and protocols versus just some dude out to prove they don't work. Discuss. Yeah. Is a finger working like a Mossack Fonseca or something like that? <laughs> is, is he the Panama Papers leaker? Oh, are you finger? Let us know. Is it safe pod? Gmail.com. Scrubbing VPs is what uh, Masak Fonseca is like, built to do. <laughs> yep. Living in America. What if we, we got just one... like that? That guy is an audience member. How fucking sweet would that be? <laughs> it's fucking awesome. His tales are sorted and fascinating. I really, now, hope, uh, I really hope everything he's saying is absolutely true at face value. Of course it's not, but it's fun to, you know. I hope it's all true. I do enjoy hearing them. I mean, he takes the time to write it, so fuck it. You know, who knows? It could be a bot. Maybe it's AI or, you know, what people think, think is AI. AI so. the, I don't think AI has got the balls of creativity yet. Yeah. Chat That's talk. Bot talk. Good. Bot All right. This one is for, oh, man. <laughs> Boy, this won't fucking die. I almost shudder to read this, this, but I have to. I got to read it. It's an email, and it's from Dave Horning. Um, here we go. Last time, I swear. That's the title. Bringing up Aesop Rock. That is... God damn it! There it is. Motherfucker! Wow, dude. That's pretty amazing. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. That's pretty amazing. Wow, dude. Yeah. I just pressed all the buttons. <laughs> uh, I... What's that, that long before. screen that you've got? I don't. I think I've done six banks. Yeah, one show I just lost it. And I just there's eight banks here, sixty four sounders technically. And I think I did about six of the banks at once. Maybe I'll do uh, <laughs> all sixty four ones. <laughs> uh, or we could organize it into a symphony with all the other sounds and make sure it all makes. We can make a little song out of it. Who knows? All right. So last time, bringing up Aesop Rock. I feel that the guys minimizing his lyrics as word salad. Just haven't invested the time required to get the lyrics. Is that you, Luke? Did you? Did you no, say? that was it. Was mostly Steve. I was saying I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't really hear any real message in it. Okay, I understand that if they don't like it overall, though, to each their own. I like the tunes, which let me repeat. Listen, his lyrics are like an abstract impressionist painting. There is yeah. meaning there, but you have to search for it yourself. Okay, let me just say real quick, that assessment, I agree with. Completely get that. I like abstract expressionism and all that. Um, I can see where you're coming from there. I just, with, I mean, there's poetry there, obviously, but I think uh, when it comes to especially like hip-hop and rap, I'm looking for probably something more like just explicit in your face that's kind Will of my Smith life. is not hip hop. Yeah, but is dope. It's <laughs> kind of my, I don't know. It's kind of my thing with like punk and hip hop. Um but you know, hey listen, I didn't say his music. <laughs> is tough. 
I just didn't um I I didn't get into the lyrics the same way. I get what Dave's saying though. Thank I, you. I can appreciate it, but yeah. That's all that's all I gotta say about that. Thank, Thank you. you what about the end of the as good as it gets line? <laughs> People who speak in metaphor out of shampoo my crutch. <laughs> I got them lining up. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with expressionism too. I, I get it. Point taken, yeah. but uh, yeah, it, it really does like nothing for me emotionally at all. So, yeah, uh, okay. no, there was a couple good ones on there. That's oh. specific, but uh, yeah, for the most yeah. part, it's like not something I want to keep revisiting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I bet you would, Panama Red. All right, uh, y'all have talked about the current goings on in Gaza, etc. Oh boy. Here we go. What a messy topic. Oh, you said it, brother. Already on the show. <laughs> yeah, we did. That's right. I listened to this pod while driving my two-hour commute to and from work on this drive in North Phoenix. By the way, Dave's house is fucking incredible. It's unreal. It it's fucking incredible. I've not been there. I've seen the pictures, though. It looks like a fucking bunker in fucking on Tatooine or something. It's insane. Like a really, It looks like the, <laughs> it, it does. does. It's got like those rounded fucking corners of his house. It's like, oh shit, is this a Skywalker's house? A little hut. That's amazing. It's really beautiful. I, I'd love to see it in person. Yeah, only yeah. We always so, knew you'd have dope ass uh, landing pad, right? I don't know. I mean, shit. It, I look at it and it, I do admit it made me more depressed. I can't lie. I'm happy for Dave. That's independent <laughs> of my own like disappointment in my own existence. I'm not. I don't want him to suffer just because I failed. But uh, it's also very beautiful. Anyways. Uh, That's putting it mildly. I passed by an electronic billboard that always shows idyllic profile pic looking pictures of people with kidnapped by Hamas on it. That is all. It kind of enrages me. Sure, they were. That is a fact. However, it has made me consider how much it would cost to put up an opposing message. For instance, a Gaza hospital running out of emergency power, triaging a giant queue of critical patients with some sort of anti-Israeli message. Or perhaps one of the many photos of the Palestinian parents cradling their dead children with the message slain by the IDF. I don't know. I'd never follow through with it. <laughs> he's, he's seriously considering this. <laughs> but it also it salts my eye holes and irritates me. <laughs> just bought this crazy new house, but like... I'm setting money aside so I can get billboard time because I'm sick of looking at this stupid fucking thing. I'm going to risk it all. That's right. Uh, so I don't know. I'd never follow through with it, but it assaults my eye holes and irritates me every single drive. I have no skin in the game, but to be so vehemently in support of one side or the other without considering all dimensions. Peace of the Middle uh, East. That's why it's shocking to me that, that uh, ceasefire now is it like just universally embraced by everyone like ceasefire done yeah stop stop it fucking bombing children stop it yeah i mean yeah 70 percent of the dead or are there women or children yep yeah and not to mention so so they're really taking it to the hamas fighters (laughs) just innocent adult men come on yeah yeah Shit, fuck, man. I mean, looking, yeah. Um, I think you. what, and, and just the same way that the United States used to describe, like, oh, like if you're in uh, a certain area, you are like by definition a terrorist. 
Like they would justify every fucking drone strike after the fact by saying like, well, you were near a terrorist that we were trying to strike. So you are too. I'm not arguing yeah. that with you. And it's the You're same right. justification here. It's like, uh, oh, you were near Hamas in Gaza. You therefore are Hamas. It's a human shield argument like broadly applied. Yeah, I watched the. I rewatched the news. You're near. If you're near them, you are justifiably murderable because murderable. Yes, you're the shield, and naturally, because you're even close to it, means that you're you're worth killing. I'm not arguing. Here's the other thing. There's there's no like you know the people who own billboards are absolute pieces of shit. Like I don't think billboards should be allowed to exist at all. Like. Can you imagine? What uh, all you need is the highway sign that says, like, there is lodging this way, or there's gas this way, or there's food this way. No fucking billboards. They're so fucking hideous. And, like, hideous. the companies that own them, there's no way they would publish, a, like, an anti IDF message or publish a, a pro ceasefire message or a pro Palestine message or a, a, a pro trans rights message. Like, there's just, there's no one who owns billboards that is going to cater to that. It's the same wow, way, like, dude. If, if you gathered up every, all the money from all the people in the world and tried to run like a Super Bowl ad for like, hey, ceasefire now, no way it fucking runs. You could pay double what anyone else is paying. <laughs> I'm not arguing that with you. I've never heard such a passionate case against billboards. I love it. <laughs> Beautiful. In some states, like, it's great when like you cross the border. Like, there's there's this fucking dumbass like. Uh, Want to be landmark called South of the Border in South yeah, Carolina? I was, dude, yep. I was just thinking that in my mind. Myrtle Beach on the way to Myrtle Beach. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what there, I was thinking. There's, right there's fucking billboards. It's like, you know, no, there's like 35 in a row and like yes. a single mile strip. And then you get to, you get to North Carolina and there's like, uh, there's certain interstates in North Carolina where it's illegal to have billboards up. So you're just looking at like, beautiful scenery there's there's like uh you know a forest full of conifers and you're driving by and <clears throat> roll the window down the air smells piney and nice the pine yeah. saw lady visits you oh pine saw lady i'm more Remember? of a mr clean guy oh okay that's fair <laughs> was it this uh <laughs> what what does it for you the earring dick you've been sucking on huh i, I did love the earring that's true <laughs> uh, i he was so shiny his bald head was so shiny i must say but yeah, billboards. It really fills out that white T-shirt. Yeah. He always did. Steve, to your point, uh, they'll they'll have plenty of Jesus ones, uh, pro-Israel no. ones. It's fucking pro-Israel. I mean, no. you know, there are companies right now that are trying to make uh, billboards that can be seen from the Earth in space. No. They want to put advertisements on the moon. Yeah, that's like, uh, every, everything is being financialized. Like, so Asteroid they, City. Uh, they, <laughs> I didn't see it, oh, but the. Uh, uh, did either of you guys watch that uh, that documentary? Line goes up. Uh, nope. Not ring the bell. Sent you, sent you a link, but uh, it is it is like the subtitles about NFTs. So it's not only about NFTs, but it's more about like current financial system and uh, Web three and the blockchain as a whole. So it's it's just like it's an amazing takedown, but it's also like. Uh, neatly describes like how uh how niche people are getting like you know they, nothing was learned from the 2008 crisis nothing was learned from mortgage-backed securities they're still coming up with niche devices to try and extract your labor 
and uh, make it work for them in the dumbest fucking possible ways. And uh, blockchain and Web3 and NFTs and crypto, it's all just the next wave. It's the same fucking thing. It's it's another way to, to extract more from the people who have the least. Victory! You must think I'm a demon, huh? So, yeah, the, the financialization of everything is the goal of Web3. <clears throat> so, like, everything becomes transactional. Well, it almost became a cliche to talk about how nothing happened after the big meltdown sadly i mean you're right you're not wrong one guy was arrested and he was he was just a fucking scapegoat exactly and it wasn't even that because it's not even scapegoating enough it's like it's not even a morsel it's just yeah and it's long gone now we're long past it that's how you know it's over i mean it's fucking over so citizens united that all happened in a couple years a lot of shit happened in a quick amount of time poof Good night. Yeah, America. that was another validating thing about the Anat Shankar Osario interview with uh, on the Bad Faith podcast was like, she she agrees with me. Like my take is that we can't like we don't have the firepower. We don't have like the revolutionary will. There there's there's only one way to go about this, and that way is to withhold labor. And it just it takes enough of us withholding labor, and then we can throw sand in the gears of capitalism and start to like fucking see a change but the electoral system's rigged the courts are rigged fucking voting is rigged because like you have to have money to even play the game like uh there's but not rigged in a trump way like honestly rigged right like yeah that's the fucking thing like people seeing conspiracy theories when because the fucking real conspiracy is out in the open and they don't want to look at it so they make up something else for it to be like it's yeah, it's right there for you to fucking see, but you don't want to acknowledge it because you don't want to acknowledge how fucking stupid it is and how powerless you are. So capitalism at its finest. You you end up ignoring what's right in front of your face and then coming up with like conspiracy theories because it's more fun or it's like easier to to like pin it on a single person or a single group of people than it is to acknowledge the system as a whole. And uh, yeah, that's that's the thing. People are like out there with like fucking middle school attitudes about like just you know fucking follow the herd like whatever you know oh people are wearing like starter jackets now maybe it's time for me to get a starter jacket what team do i even like (laughs) sitting with the scumbags telling jokes i guess i guess the charlotte hornets because teal is really in right now and people better hurry up because and i don't think this is too ludicrous (laughs) there's going to be even less available labor opportunities for us to leverage them with as time goes exactly, on exactly because all the all the labor is either gigified or it's being moved to other countries yep. okay um, why right. do you think the u.s has bases all around the world it's to, it's for that hegemony it's to grease the wheels for trade and mm-hmm. that trade is usually like hey we're gonna move the labor elsewhere where it's cheaper anything <laughs> yeah. to, to rise the stock by a few points every year oh yeah it's all about the uh next profit yeah that's why that's the fucking bottom line that's, that, that's was, the uh, point of the uh the title line goes up but like, oh, okay it's, it's it's like a fucking double entendre because it's like dumb crypto guy we're like line go up i get better <laughs> <laughs> not realizing like the deflationary aspects of crypto uh, you only got one thing wrong there you said guy it should be bro bra Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, same thing with, like, uh, you know, stock guy. Like, <laughs> mine go up, I get better. Don't be that guy. Uh, the other thing I heard recently, too, somebody made a point that 
when salaries for players in sports started going up in the late 70s into the 80s, and people said, oh, this is going to get out of control, and there's got to be a limit. There's no limit. And the people are going to continue to suck the money out of you. The player salaries went up, and that's cool because I'm for that. But also, the ownership of all these teams and these entities like the NFL are going to keep... There's never enough money for them. It'll never end. That's why when they did that playoff game on Peacock, everybody got pissed because that was a brand, another source. We've already got so much fucking money as the NFL. Let's keep it going. We, we don't need to stop or just like be content here. And that's a universal principle of most corporations. Keep it going. Yeah, but it, What's yeah, next? The, the players have a union and the players are the product. So they're finally True. starting to realize some of their own worth. But like, Mm -hmm. uh, again, another thing from not Shankar Rosario is people people will talk about return on investment, like you know. Uh, <laughs> ROI, says, bro. Yeah, she says she goes around the world and asks people like, "Where does the money to pay you come from? Where do you, where does your paycheck come from?" No clue. Uh, yeah, and every other country, they're like, "Oh yeah, it comes from my work." In the United States. There, people yes. are so fucking bubble-fied and like the water is so fucking toxic already that uh, they don't know it's their work that creates the wages. So she's asking for people to ask for a better return on work. Why is the return on work so low? And then as soon as you ask that question, you realize what the fucking answer is. It's because there are some people getting a great return on work and they're not you. That's amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, answer, I answered that like I wasn't joking. I was like, no clue. And that's yeah. literally <laughs> like exactly her point. We're so fucking polluted, we don't recognize the value of our own labor. Exactly. And you know, that's by design. And now we got the terror sacks. Pullman sacks. Honestly, <laughs> if we were going to have another podcast, we'd call it the Pullman Sex, I think. Mm, I like that. Not bad. Uh, it's also like a, a newspaper in like Tuscaloosa. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Both fucking yes. Tuscaloosa, man. Uh, all right. That's it. Hey, go. Your, your hands on a copy of the Pullman Sex this week. Uh, Whatever, motherfucker. I was, I was reading the Pullman Sex that. Uh, <laughs> oh, I got to get one more in real quick. Uh, me and my brother been, uh, like my brother hadn't seen uh, the, the like any true detective yet, and I was like, I'll I'll watch them with you because like you know getting ready for the new season. Yeah, and uh, so we started watching season one, and like we are fucking dying laughing. Like first of all, there's the Woody Harrelson like uh, doing doing the same like uh, jacking. I think you called it on Cinema Nine. Like, <laughs> Yeah, pushing his jaw out and like uh, you know just fucking yeah, <laughs> chewing his words as he speaks them, and yep. then their uh, their uh, their abbreviations like you know Jack Black would be like, "What's your favorite position?" And then in this show to make it gritty, like they abbreviate statutory rape, and it's like McConaughey going like "stanch," <laughs> then uh, they abbreviate prostitute, and it goes McConaughey. <laughs> Prost. Prost. <laughs> you can't get enough of that. It's so fucking funny. Fucking Rust Cole, man. Rustin. I haven't watched that since I think basically since I loved it, but since we well, watched it, it at Oak Park. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It is so oh, of course you did. Oh yeah. No, I 
I know you get both sides of it. I just realized I hadn't watched it since. Yeah, that was the uh, last time I, was, I watched it all the way through as well. I think I watched it. Yeah, it was like must-see TV. We, we wouldn't miss an episode. Yeah, it was like, we, we got to see this. We were locked in. It was that yeah, I was good. Just like, Fucking I was, uh, like walking, I was walking to work the other day, and I, I felt my phone buzz, and I opened it up, and like my brother, with like so many S's and T's and C's and H's, just wrote the word statch. Statch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, right. I was like having trouble walking after that one. It was so Stash. fucking funny. Stash. <laughs> you ever noticed? Uh, what is with Naomi Watts's cheeks? You ever noticed that? You seen her? Uh, like it always looks like Naomi Watts has like these, like she's got two bars in her cheeks. It's I've noticed it in multiple movies, so it's not just one. Oh, movie. Yeah, like like Wait, the people who've had like the buckle fat remover or whatever that is. I don't know. It's it's something I've always noticed. And when you, movie, I'm thinking of her talking. I notice it more now that she's older. But like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's know. it's just uh, like tendons. What, what it's everywhere. Hold on. What movie? Look, just Google popular? Imager. Uh, several am. movies. Fucking uh, Twenty One Grams. Uh, Mulholland Drive. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. It's noticeable. I've always noticed it. Anyways, the only reason I bring it up is because talking like that. I feel like she would talk that way with those cheeks, but she doesn't. She sounds, <laughs> she sounds quite lovely in her uh, native uh, Australian. I think she's Australian. She's Australian. 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 Rise of lights. Rise of lights. Rise of lights. Rise of lights. Just like Ray, <laughs> Ray fucking Donovan. Yeah, Ray, yeah, Ray Donovan. Remember fucking... Man, they really pushed Fosters on us like it was a cool idea. God damn it. It's fucking disgusting. It's so gross. No one there drinks it either. (laughs) I remember we went to a Wings game like in the 2000s, and Tom said went and got a round of beers for everybody. Of course, it's draft, and it was Foster's. I I was like, this is fucking disgusting. I can't drink this plastic cup Foster's draft. No, it's not happening. That is not a man that that, that has. Roy, fuck me dead. (laughs) He has no palate. That man no, of no course, no. He has no nuance of anything, mostly. And Dave, sorry, you know that. I don't need to. He it's not a secret, that. Dave. Yeah, you drink he, a lot. Yeah, he knows code, that. Code red. And you know what's actually? Oh, you know what's blowing my remember, mind, Luke? Cooper used uh, to think it was funny to buy Fosters too. He did. He buy, right. he buy, like those Cooper, giant Cooper cans. Was funny, uh, Dave. But he was still uh, drinking a lot too. Yeah, he was drinking. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Coomer would be, just follow follow his own joke. Sorry, Mike. What yeah, fucking Bainbridge, man. Well, speaking of Dave, I forgot. It popped in my head a couple weeks ago that, you know, me and Dave, when we went to Central Michigan our freshman year, not Dave Horning, Dave T, uh, for those listening, (laughs) we were at Central with Luke and a couple other guys, and we would do these drives. Dave had his Cavalier, his shitty blue Cavalier, and we would go out into the, because Mount Pleasant, all it has is Central Michigan. It's just rural mid-Michigan otherwise. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we'd go out into the... Oh, come on, there was like a Zoli's and like a probably a BG's grocery store. I worked at, yeah, I worked at all of them. Isn't the Dow Chemical um, like that's Midland, but yeah, it's not far. Midland's close. It's like a half an hour away. You can like see the stacks, but technically it's Midland. I'm just saying it's not Mount Pleasant. It is true. Okay, anyways, we would go out there into the rural (laughs) outer rim of Mount Pleasant, and he had this CD book, you know, late 90s CD book was still a big thing. Yeah, that's right. Case logic. And it was the same. You know, Dave is a guy that didn't have, I don't know, he like, 
he listened to this music, but like his it was taste, like didn't his taste I don't meant know. nothing. I yeah, like there's no taste. taste. There's no taste. taste. No, his taste just never connected to him. It just didn't seem like it no. Was it was a hodgepodge. Just, it was just stuff that he bought. Like none of it like, <laughs> he likes. Yeah, like, there's no like particular desire. He's a Philistine in a way. He really was. Yeah, he he's, is. he's the apolitical like. <laughs> Yes, number one voting block guy. A cultural, a cultural, a political, yeah. like no fixed ideology. None, none of it. Well, he had uh, all these different albums, but I've forgotten uh, that he had Metallica and Seek and Destroy was a song we listened to a billion times, and I had listened to that song forever. I was like, oh my god, Seek and Destroy, and that was like it just popped in my head suddenly after all these years. And he also had Pure Funk, that stupid popular 70s funk compilation which had 70 songs what? on it and it was See, really that, the scorpions yes, it was all that, random it makes sense with you when it's random because you have specific things you like about all the different artists and styles of music yeah. Um, <laughs> none of that. He just had he just had CDs. I think he just owned CDs. And I think it was probably for the people that were riding in his car with him. Probably not for him. <laughs> Well, it was a two and a half hour trip each time, so we needed those CDs. Yeah, Anyways, I'm not gonna CDs. I'm not gonna close the show with Seek and Destroy. It's just some memory that popped in my mind. I am gonna close oh, the I show <laughs> with Go a ahead. different song uh that I heard that popped on the playlist on the ride home tonight. And I'm like, oh, this is a great song. I hadn't heard it in a minute. I'll definitely play it for the show tonight. Good, so uh, I think we're far enough away from Toby Keith that we don't need to play um put a boot in your ass. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that's not what you're gonna play. No, we're not playing Toby Keith at all. Yeah, fuck uh, all that. Yeah. Uh, it's a safe Thanks, everybody. Me, Luke, and Steve. This is. Uh, we're back. A little bit. Yeah, we're, we're back. Maybe we'll do it next week. Who knows? You never know. But what we do know is that this is Balance and Composure, and the song's called Tiny Raindrop. It's a cool little song I was turned on to by Aaron like seven years ago, our friend Aaron, who may or may not be Finger or listen to this show. I don't know. But we're very anyways. suspicious. We're all very suspicious. Yeah. A lot of suspicions. See ya.